your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. VGK hires two new assistant coaches. One is a former NHL head coach. We'll tell you about the new additions right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first lesson each and every day. Make sure that you check out that sizzling hot YouTube channel, Locked On Golden Knights, and subscribe there. And you could find us on Twitter at Locked On VGK, at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G., and, of course, you could find us wherever you get your podcasts. Typical, typical, Chris. Five hmm. o'clock. Here it comes. Up. 4.15, 4.15. <laughs> okay, 4.15. And, no, we will not be hearing from the new assistants, according to the team. <laughs> We're not going to hear from them. They have no comment. Okay, great. Uh, the Golden Knights late afternoon Wednesday announcing a couple of hirings. Two new assistants as they replace, I guess, at least when it comes to headcount, Ryan Craig, and he's the new head coach currently with the AHL uh, Silver Knights. And Misha, good luck in your future endeavors, Donskoff. It's a mouthful. Uh, the two new assistants are uh, Dominic Ducharme, the former Montreal Canadiens head coach, and Joel Ward, who is promoted from the Henderson Silver Knights. So Ducharme, pretty interesting, right? So now VGK will have three current or former NHL head coaches on the staff. So you got John Stevens, you got Ju- uh, Ducharme, and of course, Big Bad Bruce. <laughs> you got those three, right? So uh, Ducharme, head coach of the Canadians 2021. Uh, they lost in the Stanley Cup final to the uh, Lightning, and Ducharme was fired by the Habs the following season, following a very slow start. Uh, Carey Price was out with the injury, as we know. And then, of course, the drug issues and all of that. Uh, Shea Weber, that guy that we took off their hands later on, uh, he was also hurt. And a lot of players actually were down, if I recall correctly, due to COVID, right? A very difficult time. So February of 2022, Ducharme was fired by the Habs. And uh, earlier in November, their general manager was also fired. So he had new management, didn't know the direction. Cole Caulfield, there was a big uh, dispute. This dude's got some baggage. We got some baggage, Tony. That's where I'm going with this one. So what is the role that Dominic Ducharme takes on with the Vegas Golden Knights? I don't know. Um, So let's recap what's happened so far as far as offseason coaching changes. Uh, We know that Ryan Craig, former VGK assistant, is now going to be the head coach of the Henderson Silver Knights. We applaud that move. We think it's great for the organization as a whole. I think that's a wonderful move. Someone needs to take his spot on the bench. And uh, I put out probably a week ago, maybe even 10, 12 days ago, I thought Joel Ward was going to be the lead candidate to replace Ryan Craig. And now it seems like two people have replaced Ryan Craig. Is there another move that's coming is something else about to happen because we I were just talking keep feeling about kind of strange about john stevens i said this like late in the season in the regular season i i just feel like i think you know he's going to be a hot commodity 
but I don't know if someone's trying to poach him, if his plans are to leave. I have no idea, but I don't know why you need. Well, of course, if Cassidy were to get suspended or something, of course, you've got other head coaches, former head coaches. Listen, Kelly McCrimmon can come down and coach if need if he needs to. That, that happened. And Joel Ward was actually behind the bench when that happened, right. too. It was the That's entire right. Silver Knights coaching staff led by Kelly McCrimmon. On I the forgot bench. about that. That was that was remarkable. But, you know, Joel Ward makes sense. Um I don't understand, and maybe we'll we'll learn in the coming days if someone talks to us about it and gives us a heads what's up. It, what's your gut reaction? What is your gut reaction, Chris? Why? I mean, how many, something about too many cooks in the kitchen and something about the hen house, and we can go on and on about, you know, all too many, you know, sheriffs and deputies and all the poor puns that I'm listing off here right now, but you don't need another suit behind the bench. I don't think, um, honestly, I don't know how many suits are normally behind the bench. Um, does V was VGK down one? Did they elect to have one less than other teams? I mean, I don't know. Um, I got to think possibly another coaching change is coming, but why would it happen like this? Why would you announce the person coming in before the person going out? I don't see either one of these gentlemen taking, uh, Donskoff's role. We talked about that as well, who, his official role was actually the director of hockey operations. They didn't hire a director of hockey operations. Two assistant coaches were hired. So we'll wait and see. I mean, it's it's Vegas. It's the offseason. There's not going to be any shortage of drama. And the, this is maybe a little more drama than we thought that might have been coming. Well, again, there's never a loss for content on this show. So thank you so much, VGK. Now, thanks for the late news dump on Wednesday. Uh, Ward is a former player, right? Um, and he was with the Silver Knights since day one, since they began here in 2020. And I think that this is, it appears to me on the surface, another move to bridge the gap between the AHL Silver Knights and the VGK, because I don't feel, you said it best. You said that you felt that there was a disconnect between the NHL team and the AHL team. And I have to agree with you there. VGK certainly likes their assistants. The the head the head coaches leave and uh, the assistants stay. So you joked that we got some made men. We can add Joel Ward to that list of made men right now. But you know Ward, um, I don't have a lot of intel about him besides just watching him. Very positively received by you know by the by the staff by the players. Um, very interactive with fans and things like that. So I think just at that perspective it's a good move versus bringing someone from the outside. And you said it again, this is a great opportunity to bridge the gap between Henderson and Vegas. And just to kind of keep that synergy going instead of kind of quoting Kelly McCrimmon a little bit here, instead of bringing in people from the outside, although someone from the outside was brought in and I don't know, we'll see. Uh, I wonder what the connection. Yeah. I wonder what the connection is there. There has to be some sort of a connection with Ducharme and with McCrimmon. And when we talk about the Golden Knights, we always talk about their depth. Now there's a ton of depth on the bench. I didn't see the Wheat Kings mentioned anywhere about the Charms, so I don't see that anywhere. <laughs> yeah, no, there's something, uh, Drinking Buddies back in the day or something. So yeah, it's we'll pretty see. interesting. And then, again, he did have some uh, personnel issues. Um, Cole Caulfield is the one that comes to mind. Uh, they sent him back and forth between uh, Montreal and the minor league team, and a lot of confusion there. And then at the end of the day, I know that I had read at the time, if I recall correctly, Ducharme saying uh, something to the effect that there wasn't any great lines of communication. He didn't know if 
management wanted him to lose or what their purpose was. And so Ducharme was also an assistant coach in Montreal dating back to 2019. And he was, so just, just recapping his timeline here, the press release says parts of the 2020-21 and 21-22 season. So Montreal fired a coach. Ducharme takes him to the cup final. Doesn't right. he make it through the next season? Remember, they were they were sub-500 in the bubble year, right? They were sub-500 in like in fourth or fifth place, if I remember, uh, going into the playoffs. They just Well, that's, what, that's when they eliminated VGK, right? That's when yeah. they won the Campbell Bowl in right. Vegas. They carry the Campbell – or they won the Campbell Bowl, <laughs> an Eastern Conference team. Back yeah. to more madness here. That was definitely madness against an Eastern team, which was all – a lot of confusion. During it's such COVID. a Vegas thing to lose the Campbell Bowl to an Eastern Conference team. Just <laughs> adds to the list of things that is just remarkable about the Golden Knights. I'm not knocking them. I'm just and no, and simply like saying it, it's cool. Now, people are going to look back and go, wait, why were they playing Montreal uh, for the Western? Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. It's fun. So that's it's fun. pretty, pretty funny uh, to say the very least. So uh, coming up next, we'll take a look at where the Stanley Cup was at Wednesday. We know where it wasn't. It wasn't on the red carpet. They had the little one. They had the little one. They had the little ones. (laughs) We'll talk about that, that miniature trophy and everything else. And we've got some news on Bruce Cassidy making a radio appearance on WEEI in Boston. We'll tell you what he said on Wednesday, right after this on Locked On Golden Knights. Today's episode brought to you by a product that myself and Chris, we literally use it every day. It is AG1 by Athletic Greens. And maybe you are like us, you want something that's healthy and you want to eat well. And it's always difficult here in Vegas when you're trying to eat on the run, but that is easier said than done. So that's no longer the case with AG1. Just one delicious scoop of AG1 and a glass of water each and every day. And you absorb 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. That's right. It helps you get the day off on the right foot. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, and for myself, I really do sleep a lot better, all of those things. It can be very hard, expensive as well, right, as you try to keep track of all the multiple different supplements and vitamins, not to mention how hard this can be on your stomach. AG1 costs you a lot less and less than $3 per day, and you're investing in your health, and it's much cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and to arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and to pick up the ultimate Daily Nutritional Insurance. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from the home of the Sphere in Las Vegas. That thing's everywhere. It's all so, over the news. So look, I'm going to talk about something real fast. We had good days today. You, you were busy doing your thing today around town, right? Well, I had we an were okay, busy all over the place. Yeah, yeah, I had an okay work day doing my stuff, you know, my cards and writing a little bit. But you know I had a bad day today? What? Philadelphia oh. Flyers social media team. Oh. Did you catch? Did you catch wind of that or no? Yeah, that's uh, that person that uh, they left the hot mic going. Uh, so uh, from the social media team, that person was probably me. Every time someone asks about an injury, because you're never going to get an answer. 
why in the blah, 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 <laughs> did so they just, ask that question again? <laughs> for for those that didn't that that didn't get the whole uh, story here, so Garnet Hathaway, I don't know if it was, it was his introductory conference press presser, but um, he's a new member of the Philadelphia Flyers, and he was asked a question. He's probably been asked thirty times already. You know, you're you got a pretty decent career. Why are you in Philly, basically, when you could maybe go to a competitor? That wasn't the exact question, but that's the hypothetical version of it. And as the question's winding up, you hear what was later identified as a social media member of the Philadelphia Flyers. How many more times is this person going to ask this blanking, this this WTFing question? There you go. How many more times <laughs> are they going to ask this blanking question? And then they double down. You hear someone in the background 30 seconds later, Flyers suck. <laughs> I just, well, yeah. Keith Jones, you know, who's Uh-oh. new now to the organization in his new capacity. Was yeah, he had to go very, on the radio. He had to go on the radio about that. And, yeah. yeah, and well, because he's been a part of the media for the past few years now, right? Yeah, that's and just, so he that understands sucks. both sides <laughs> of the table. So we do have, uh, hey, if anyone's looking for an intern out there, okay. So yeah. uh, Jonathan Marshall saw Nick Haig and Aiden Hill. Uh, walking the SB's red carpet on Wednesday night in Hollywood. So I put side by side on my Twitter handle at Tony Dasco. So see that little miniature Stanley Cup? Mm-hmm. The same size trophy was given to Kelsey Plum last year when she won the most valuable player in the WNBA oh. All Star. Yeah, I think you WTF that in one of our episodes. I think I, I remember the- that. I put that um, I put those two photos side by side, but that was because the real cup. We thought that the cup might make an appearance, right? Oh, this is nuts! Well, because I think they're getting prepared for the big day with Bruce Cassidy uh, Private coming jet, up bro. on Thursday. Yeah, for sure. No, they could have gotten it coast to coast. Uh, by the way, Jonathan Marshall so did not win the best N- NHL player. That went, of course, to Connor McDavid. Shocker there. Yeah, and Ripped. I didn't see any results. I didn't watch much of the Astros Kansas City Chiefs. Best team was the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, so, oh, well, Ripped. so 0 for 2, but they got a chance. Again, more visibility for this team, and yeah. that's great. And again, for the city, it's really cool. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit in this segment as well. Uh, Bruce Cassidy is back there on the East Coast, and he's back there in the Boston area. And in the off season. All of these uh, coaches, players, every, everyone's doing interviews everywhere except for Las Vegas. Okay, I'm just throwing that out there. In any event, on WEEI radio, on the Greg Hill show on Wednesday, um, he was asked, Cassidy asked, if there was any way that the veterans on the Boston Bruins team could have salvaged his job while he was there. Players like Patrice Bergeron, a.k.a. William Carlson salvage. That's just, that's a weird way to put it. Don't you think? <laughs> yeah. Couldn't they have saved your job? No, you well, were but, already done. Uh, no, but I mean, like I, and I mean, again, I don't know what the situation exactly was there leading to Cassidy's departure, but from the outsider's perspective, I felt that it was the player's, that did him in, you know, those exit interviews, you know, one of the reasons we felt Pete DeBoer was let go. And we learned about the power of these exit interviews across the national hockey league. Those are powerful. And yeah, they, they really are. And I honestly felt that maybe the general manager was maybe on the fence, wanted to hear what the players had to say. And the players I felt were the ones that, you know, just, you know, put the nails in the coffin. And of course, Cassie's given the right answers. You know, they have opinions. They should have opinions. Um, 
some players were easier to coach than others. I mean, that's not breaking news for any team. So, you know, I don't know. It's, it's But he has a little bit of a, a, a smirk on his face, right? Knowing he did get the last laugh. I mean, listen, if this would have happened six months later, you have a ring on his finger too, you know, to, <laughs> you know, doing it like this. While Let's he's hope it's not a $5,000 you know? ring. Let's hope it's a forty to $50,000. He'll, he'll, he'll get the right ring. He'll get the right ring. Okay. So Cassidy said that he wouldn't put it on any one player because again, Bergeron seems to be that player that they point to as the leader of the Bruins. And I think that he has a pretty good, I think he has, he's got a pretty good relationship. I feel like DeBrusque was one of the big ones that was talked about too. Krejci, maybe. Maybe. I feel like DeBrusque is a name that stands out to me. I, I have nothing more than, than that. Yeah, no. And so, you know, he said that it was a management decision. I could see more than anything else. I could see Cassidy wearing thin on the players. I just think he's just nonstop. And he's just very intense, very aggressive, if you will. And like when Marcia so said that first shift is out there, they don't do the right things. And then everyone else has to sort of pay for it on the bench. And it kind of sets the tone in a, in a bad way. Uh, yeah. The Golden Knights. It's, it's all definitely fair. I don't know how aggressive he is. Like if he's, you know, verbally undressing these players and, you know, MFing them, call it what it is, I guess. Um, On the but bench, I, they say he's intense. Yeah. And, you, and you he doesn't appear to be times. that way when we see it. it well, not often, though. No, right? there's a couple times like when things weren't going well, I would focus a camera on the bench for a little bit and you'd see Cassie get going a little bit. And I've seen a couple moments where he really does let it go. But I think where Cassidy will wear the players out a little bit is with the attention to detail. Um, as a coach, it's very easy on the bench to micromanage everything. I mean, that's what your job is. Your job is to tell the players what they did wrong. And, you know, it's a lot easier to explain from, you know, 50 feet away, wearing a suit, standing on a pedestal versus, you know, the players out there, you know, you know, getting a hit and sweating, working hard and, and all that stuff. And I could see Cassidy never turning it off. Like that's probably a vibe that I have. And that's also not a knock on Cassidy. I'm sure there's many coaches, you know, you watch what Paul Maurice does. Would you rather have, and I'm not talking results. I'm simply no. talking, would you rather have Paul Maurice, who is a freaking wacko, yeah. call it what it is. He's nuts. Right. Um, He's a little, you know, Cassidy, I think has a little bit of a down to earth side to him as well. You know, right. lets the guard down with the players, but he also treats them the right way. And listen, again, I know Golden Knights fans, I know you guys hate to hear this, but in three years, he's probably not going to be the coach right now. <laughs> I'll say three years, he's not going to be the coach. I know we're going to get comments for that. I know you're going to get mad at me about that, but this is just the reality of the National Hockey League. It's not a knock on Cassidy. It's not a knock on Kelly McCrimmon. If you want to talk stats, we're on our you know sixth or third coach in six seasons. Do the math, people. Do the math. So he said, again, that Sweeney and Cam Neely really needed a different voice. That's what he felt. And he said it's just hard to put it on any one player. He thought that was kind of ridiculous. He did say that winning the cup helped to heal the scar from heal the scar from game seven in 2019 when they lost to St. Louis. Yeah, I mean that pardon me. A Stanley Cup definitely um, keeping you awake makes- again. No, yeah, you're keeping me awake. He said Stanley Cup, that got me going again. Um, no, I mean, a Stanley Cup will heal a lot of scars and a lot of problems in one's life, that's for sure, you know. And um, uh, Cass, I mean, he's he's all class, right? He's all class in his handling with the media and stuff. And mm-hmm. he says the right things. And, you know, he mentioned all the people that did reach out to him after the Stanley Cup victory and everything. And, 
you know, it's um. But he's the back in Boston now. I think he's got a little hop to his step back. He there. should. He definitely yeah. should have a little hop to his step. He, he does. He yeah. should, and he's he earned that. He earned that one hundred percent. I hope the sun is out. I hope he's got a good tan for his day with the cup coming up on Thursday. And when we return here on Locked On Golden Knights, Chris, my man, wants to take a look at a dumpster dive into the <laughs> bottom four teams in the Pacific Division. Let's go. Oh, Chris. <laughs> a sensation, another sensational headline. Shut up, Tony. We'll return with more. Right. <laughs> Shut up, Tony, right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Bird dogs make you look good. We have these shorts. They're stretch khaki shorts. They are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and through the leg, and they give us really a truly sculpted look. Believe it or not, myself and Chris, we both really do wear our bird dogs wherever we go, truly. I wear them on the golf course in 117-degree weather like I will this Sunday. They're very comfortable. You know what, too? When it gets hot out here in Vegas, they don't stick to you or cling. You know, that's uh, like a lot of people try to cling, you know, hang on to us because we're the host of Locked On VGK. Bird Dog uh, shorts do the same exact things that Lulamon do, does for you, but it feels much better. Uh, they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing something called cloud knit fabric, and it really does feel good. And the khaki kind of stretches a little bit, and it makes you feel a lot slimmer, much slimmer fit for you without having to sacrifice your movement. So, again, we wear them anywhere, hanging out with friends, wherever you're going, around the house with the family, the barbecue, what have you. So go to birddogs.com slash NHL. You can enter the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL for a free Yeti-style. Got it right here. Tumblr, free that showing up there it's it's enough okay we got the logo in there <laughs> the free yeti style tumbler of course go to birddogs.com slash lockdown nhl use the promo code lockdown nhl for the free yeti style tumbler you won't want to take your bird dogs off we promise you we are back on lockdown golden knights tony cardasco and chris gallick from las vegas thank you so much for making us your first listen each and every day don't forget what the Friday comes up on Friday, just a day away. So get all of your comments out there for us. We appreciate all of those. And, of course, find us on the YouTube channel and subscribe at Locked on Golden Knights. So we are going to talk about the bottom four teams in the Pacific Division. Why? Why in July? Why? I, mean, I think it's because it's July, and uh, that's kind of the reality that we have to deal with oh, right this is, now. Is this filler? This is, we don't, this, need, we a, don't ever need filler. It's a little filler. It's a little. No, filler. we never need filler. Bit. Are you kidding me? Look at all the topics. No, no, no. This is this is good right <laughs> now. But I mean, it's important to keep an eye on what's happening in the Pacific right now. And you know, uh, really fast. Shut up, Tony is getting attention. We're getting comments on YouTube. We're getting comments on Twitter. I'm getting comments about it when I'm doing my shows for my friends that that follow my sports card shows okay, and stuff. So, so where did this? Is, where did this begin? I told you to shut up the other day. Why? What did I say? I'm never. What didn't you say on a show? Uh, it was schedule, and then Rita got him. Oh, it's so rigged! It's so rigged. There you go. There you go. Shut up, Tony. T-shirts, like T-shirts, hats, like this is a thing. We're gonna get rich off off, off selling is this that stuff, Tony. S H A D D U P. Shut up. 
Okay, go ahead, man. So uh, the bottom four spell. right now, the bottom four right now, it's all good. It's late. It's late. It's, it's July. Um, the bottom four teams, it's interesting what's happening right now. Why I find this interesting is because the best of the worst right now, at least for their offseason performance, I think is the San Jose Sharks right now. They're putting some interesting pieces in place. You got Declare. They're taking a shot with Zadina. They're going to make something happen Phillip with Zedina, Eric Carlson. That was interesting. The that right was interesting. We'll see what yeah. that what what that amounts to. Um, sixth overall pick in 2018, not lived up anywhere close to expectations, but he agreed to basically have his contract terminated, which led to a pay cut. So he's taking a one year bridge deal in San Jose to prove himself. And it's a great move by San Jose to take him on, see what happens. And he'll score you know, 35 goals. If he gets he 35 like, goals, that'd be, he'd be a he great seven season points, for him. And then he'll, and then he's going to fly the, the coop. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. He's going to get paid. Yeah. He's in Vegas. He'll Vegas loves, loves this opportunity. So we'll see what happens with San Jose, the flames though. Oh my goodness. That is like, that is the dumpster fire of dumpster fires and everyone thought there was a big issue with, you know, Sutter being the coach and how he was, but you know, you look at everything before that with, uh, with Kachuk wanting out with Goudreau wanting out, Huberdeau comes in who left a trail of fire behind him in Florida when he told the GM to F off after he got traded and just such a mess there right now. And we'll see if, uh, you know, what's born out of this mess. If there's some players, you know, that can actually, you know, perform, but even they lost like Matt Phillips, one of their highest prospects because they wouldn't give him a one-way, um, a one-way deal for basically the same amount of money that he took somewhere else. I mean, you can't tell me that their number one prospect doesn't have a spot on the everyday roster. Um, Anaheim is interesting. They're, they're the team that's probably building the quickest right now to become a competitor. They're still probably a few years away, but you know, I was just kind of uh, talking with some people when I was doing my shows today. Like, is Anaheim setting up for like a splash, right? You know, well, just hear me out here. Austin Matthews doesn't decide to go back to to Toronto. This Arizona pipe dream doesn't happen because, well, they don't even know where they're going to be playing. So is there a chance that, you know, a- Anaheim just, you know, takes a shot there and says, Austin Matthews, we got Zgress, we got McTavish, we got Drysdale now. You come join us, and all of a sudden, Ratko Gudis is uh, living high and dry, playing defense. That could be interesting. And shout out to my buddy, William, um, or was it Ray? It was here, William or Ray. One of them made the comment today during my show that eventually the Arizona Coyotes are going to relocate to that new arena in Tahoe and share that with them. 4,300. Exactly. That 40, yeah, that, that's, that's what the that number is. that double the size of their current it arena? probably is. And then... We uh, Vancouver, Vancouver, we'll see what happens with Vancouver. They're stuck halfway between rebuilding and trying to be competitive and they just can't seem to get it right. So they're probably going to be, you know, somewhere around sixth in the division and, you know, come on. So they have a third line center now by the name of Teddy Bluger. And uh, if he's the third line center, that that, that tells you enough right there. (laughs) And Brock Bozer uh, rescinded his trade request. So, I mean, they've got Ah, Besser's going to stay. Besser's going to stay. Okay. You want to go to Islanders with Horvat? You know, uh, could we see a bounce back? And all joking aside, with the Flames uh, from Jonathan Huberdeau, um, he was down from the previous season, down 60 points. He only had 15 goals. When you look at it in black and white, because I went back and I was looking at it in the offseason, I'm like, 60 fewer points than the previous season. That's unheard of. He, I mean, he should have a bounce back, but the issue is it's not Huberdeau. There's no one left. Everybody wants out. And you have this whole slew of, you know, we, we look at the waves 
in which the Golden Knights contracts expire. You got three, you got three key pieces this year. And then two years go by, a couple key pieces. Like everything doesn't expire all at once, but you have a lot of key pieces to that Flames roster expiring next season, 24-25. And they know there's unless they throw a ton of money at these guys, no one's staying in, in Calgary. They want outs. They want out. So they're going to trade everyone that is going to be UFA status coming into the 24-25 season. And whether it's draft picks, prospects, a combination of both, they're gone. So, you know, good luck, Huberto. Go get him, boy. Yeah, I'm really interested in this Anaheim team. And they're Kaji. kind of intriguing. They're intriguing to me, um, only because I want to see how these uh, pieces will fit in. Um, Alex Kalorn had a career-high 64 points this past season. Ratko Gudis, you talked about him. He's fun. Uh, I like him. When they passed on Adam Fantilli, though, they kind of said, oh, here we go again. And then they added uh, Robert Hag uh, defensively. Uh, from uh, from Detroit, right? Uh, and so, I, you know, they could be okay there on the back end. They need to be better. They need to protect John Gibson or whoever, whoever the goal Yeah, is. that's another situation. Jeez, what's right. up with that? I know. They allowed a league-high 39 shots on goal a game. 39. And we told you that one time after the Gibson interview, he had faced 50 or more shots three times. More than 50 shots three times. So yeah, he needs I mean, uh, some heavy armor there. No doubt. We'll see what happens with the Ducks. I mean, they got the right core. And if they find a way to keep McTavish, McTavish Drysdale, and Zegras, you know, together learning. And then what, Troy Terry, he's got his arbitration coming up. That's yeah, like arbitration a, that'll be a non-starter. Yeah. That'll get it worked out and everything. And, yeah. you know, they'll be, a, they'll be a good team. They got to learn a little bit. But, you know, two years from now, if the Golden Knights are still competitive, we hope they are, the Ducks might be the team knocking on the door because the Kings window is very short right now. The Kings window is very short. And Greg Cronin is the new head coach of Anaheim. I'm going to do something with you, a little exercise, if we will. Okay, I'm going to say up, down, or equal. Okay, or the same. Up, up, down, with down, down four, left, right, left, right. Oh, sorry, I'm With these four contra. teams, okay? Up, so down, the, what are my choices let's again? Let's talk about up, down, or they're the same. They're up, the same. down, they or improve, equal. Did they improve? Did they decline? Or are they the same? I got Come you. On. Okay, okay, I'm with Play you. Along, same bro. page. Play it took along, me a second. Bro. It took me a second. San Jose. Up. Yeah, the arrow's pointing up. Anaheim. Equal. I think it's pointing, really, I think it's pointing up a little slight nudge. Yeah. Up. If it's, oh, okay, if, if we can do halves, then sure, I'll say uh, I'll say uh, half up. Okay, Vancouver. Down. Down-ish, yeah. If we can, if we can go ishes, I'll say down-ish. Yeah, and then we've got the Flames. Um, you have the down arrow, 50 feet of crap, and then the Calgary Flames. <laughs> so down. Yeah, down. It's wow. unfortunate. I mean, no, we're dogging them, but it's unfortunate what they're going through and a very storied franchise. Um, hopefully it does get figured out. But I mean, it starts with the stadium situation. They're playing in that dump up there. That's requires a yeah, that requires a catwalk for the media people to get around up there and rules against having anything out of your pockets because it could fall. Like literally someone told me, um, I was talking to a photographer, one of the golden Knights games that shoots for the NHL. And she explained when you're on the catwalk, there's signs like you can't walk with anything in your hands because if you bump, it'll fall right onto a bunch of seats right below you. Cool. Okay. <laughs> so there are two goalies are still uh, Jacob Markstrom. They did keep that. And uh, Vladar. Rich? no Vladar. Yeah. Okay. So those are their two goalies. Okay. Vladar for a minute was great. 
Yeah, absolutely. And so they do have serviceable goaltending there. And they kept everything sort of stable with the Flames in that. Sure. Coming up on tomorrow's show, it's WTF. It's what the Friday. <laughs> so much news is unfolding. We'll get the latest to you. Of course, uh, we'll talk about Bruce Cassidy's day with the cup. That's coming yes, up on Thursday. That's going to be very nice. And that's going to be really cool. And we'll have a lot more information. I am sure. And don't forget next week, we go to three days a week, three days a week. And I'm okay with that. Days I'm okay with that. We no, no disrespect everybody. I'm, I'm okay with no, that. <laughs> we need to wind down a little bit. We've been going for a while here. Uh, so we'd like to thank everyone for tuning in, especially our everydayers and the folks that make things tick here. And then make sure that you do subscribe to the YouTube channel, Lockdown Golden Knights from a man, Chris Golick. I'm Tony Cardasco from the sphere. No, from Las Vegas. And we'll see you again tomorrow right here. Uh, Locked on Golden Knights.